Okay, so I have a feeling in this one we're going to talk a lot more about what the disease actually is um, and how it kind of works. And I purposely, for the last episode, I saved that um, because I am out of my element there and I can read whatever I want, but I feel more comfortable with Jim in the room this time. So um, it is true that he had to bang on the door for, and I had to unboard it to let him in here, but I told him as long as he brought food, you know, we'd be yeah, I brought my fair, own fair treat. We get through it. So, started on this one that um i may have been misleading kind of in the way that i described what tdapd i like that they all rhyme so it flows um but what tdap dark is right it's like these are going to be shorter free form segments typically um and doesn't I think I we put too much of an emphasis on the fact that it was just you and I, Frank. Um, I like the, to think of it as like our version of Skinamax After Dark. <laughs> it's like yes, we're all naked now yeah. for these episodes, <laughs> <laughs> um, but only showing partial nudity. Uh, we got the sensor bars up, so we're naked inside of our hazmat suits for this episode. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, but like the point of ending the show in its. The original format was like honestly time saving and and editing for editing purposes. I want these segments to feel. We want to get them out before the stories for, are obsolete, right? Which is the the race we were always in. I'm gonna keep knocking this fucking mic, which is though. extremely hard to do whenever you're talking about, you know, prior to COVID. Yeah, and cycle. it's weird that to have one news story that is like lasting more than longer than three days and well, I mean, like it kind of demands the attention the only thing that's being reported on yeah yeah for this one you might hear my kids too in the background because that shit happens so well, they have to, they have to come in the bunker the with us so. yeah right it's a little earlier than the day than usual yeah typically <laughs> so um so is it time to start panicking yet not, I, should, I shouldn't say yet is it time to start panicking not necessarily for are like, we all, are virus we, sake we gonna die because we're as a country as a whole, we're, we've started taking measures to mitigate transmission. But if we were just going about business as usual, well, and if less people cared than do right now, I would be more worried because the infectivity rate of this thing is just ridiculous. Like if, if you're in a room, if 100 people are in a room with one person that has it, the likelihood of... 50% getting it is pretty ridiculously high, especially if that guy's not stationary. He's moving around the entire room coughing. Everybody gets it. Yeah, that's... Do you think that the uh, the time it took us to get serious about responding, like, hurt us? Because it was, like, three weeks of us, like, of it being in the United States, but it's not really, like, having it under control. Yeah, a little bit. Like, because there, there are reports that... today that, uh, what, how many, 3,000 people got off a ship that someone was confirmed to have it was on, and none of them got tested before they got off, and someone well, went to airports. in the Ohio number, the the rough guesstimate that they were talking about 100,000 people in Ohio having it. Yeah, which would be 1% of the population of Ohio, yeah. which is an insane guess. I'm that's glad a, I don't live in Ohio. That's as, but, that's as many people as have it in China. Yeah. And the pre- that's like the all of Delaware. Worldwide, the previous worldwide number was 110,000. Yeah. 
So yeah. that it effectively doubled it. Well, and well, and it's not confirmed cases. This is like an estimate because there's somebody that transferred it person to person, not just travel. Now, like they didn't just come back and get quarantined. And in all likelihood, that case in Ledoux, that has to have been transmitted. Like we know so much about how effective it is. There's no way it wasn't transmitted to that whole family, and then the a hole went to the freaking daddy daughter dance. And apparently, <laughs> according to like local sources, not reputable sources so just word of mouth the right? scuttlebutt the scuttlebutt around town is that like he didn't just do that like he went to his buddy's house for dinner yeah before or after the and dance, like went to he play wasn't tennis. showing symptoms so he wasn't coughing but if he touched his face and rubbed the table like his infectivity rate wouldn't have been as high but if he infected any other one person then they go and do the same thing right and it just gets exponentially bad <laughs> It's something to take seriously. I mean, it takes two to 14 days to show symptoms if you're going to show symptoms at all. Right. So it's true that some people have and don't yeah, actually... Yeah, asympt- asymptomatic carriers. Yeah. And those, Which, those Explaining are... that, it's people that don't show so, symptoms at so all. Is then, they can walk around completely unbeknownst that idea to them then, that they have the, the virus and they can be spreading it on anything they touch. Well, then the idea... Because the idea right now, what we're all being told is that if you have symptoms and go and get it tested, but... If people that don't have t- symptoms can carry it, then testing only the sick people isn't really going to stop it, is it? Correct. It, it pretty much has to be like everyone can't leave their house. Like, try to self-quarantine yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. It, you know, if everybody had a microscope that looked directly at their lungs, it'd, it'd be easy to detect this stuff. Or if, it's not. if we already had kits available, like if we had seen this before and we had the testing kits available. Yeah, I mean, even if you had kits, like we're talking, you need 350 million kits to test everybody in America. It's just not going to happen. And then also, who's going to pay for that? Is the government going to waive the fee? Like, who's paying the doctors? Well, the government, in this situation, government has to buy the bullet on that. Well, he had, what was it? It was yesterday, 1.3 million he gave to two different agencies. Was it a million or trillion? No, million. Million. Okay. 1.3 million. And then... Uh, I, I forget if it was the NIH. It, it was one of the health organizations also gave a bunch of money to several different companies to start developing tests. And even then, I mean, it's going to take three weeks to get these tests out on right. the market. Yeah. It doesn't happen just overnight. No, and they're saying $5 million, which the, And e- then each- to, speak, to speak on a vaccine, somebody can create a – like if, if you give a group of scientists a room and sit them in there for 24 hours, they'll have a vaccine for it. But – it's got to be tested. It has to be proven that it's effective and that it's safe. And that second one is the rub. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that you can make that aren't safe, and we don't even know. Like, uh, whatever components of the vaccine, how our body breaks it down, It like, we can have a compound that is not toxic in itself. But once it goes into a vaccine and our body breaks it down with the other compounds that are in that vaccine, any one of those, like, broken down metabolites, metabolite meaning, like, we broke that original molecule and now it's a couple of different molecules if any one of those are toxic then you got another problem right like is this this is the reason why it takes 10 years for it to develop your standard vaccine in America now if the FDA like lowers their standards for testing to be able to get it onto the market like we're kind of rolling dice yeah but isn't that essentially what's going to have to happen though at least i mean they're saying 12, it probably 12, will. 12 to it 18 will. months how the fuck are they going to do 10 years worth of work in 12 to 18 months i mean even then the thing's already going to run its course 
over the entire globe. Well, and isn't that was something that Frank and I were talking about earlier before you got here was that the like a lot of times if you can be scientists can be in the process of developing a vaccine for something and then the thing naturally just dies down for a minute. Yeah. And then and now you're stuck. You're yeah. waiting for another outbreak to test well, your Well, which theory. is what happened with SARS. So like right. SARS went away, we stopped caring about Making a vaccine for yeah the funding mm, the funding dries up because yeah. the public isn't behind it Congress isn't being pushed to you well, know like SARS basically eradicated itself because its kill rate was higher than its spread rate yeah to put it in layman's terms and I don't I'm not an infectious disease expert so I don't know like the difference between I like I do know the difference between them but I'd have to see them written out again because it's been a while since I looked at them but like there's a term for infectivity and there's a term for its kill rate and virulence is one of them. And yeah, I, I, it's been a while since I looked at all the terminology. But so it's essentially killing faster than it was able to spread throughout a community. Yeah. So it wasn't able to sustain its sustain its growth life, or its, yeah, you know, yeah, its own. It, we were able to get it under control faster than it could spread. The problem with this is that COVID spreads wickedly fast. So yeah, through let, the air. Let me let me backpedal a little bit here. Uh, SARS, MERS, COVID, those three, and the common cold. Uh, they are in the family coronavirus, just like all of your variants of flu are in the family influenza. Right, we should make that point that we misspoke on the last episode. Yeah, you know. Oh, I'm which, sure we, we which spoke is fine many because times. <laughs> the, the media, any, any given media outlet has called it a flu. It's not a flu, it's a coronavirus. It's just a, a different strain of coronavirus that, you know, mutated and transmitted to humans, which it transmitted in a wet market in China, which... And specifically Wuhan, the city of Wuhan. So wet markets are roughly the size of your average American shopping mall. And it's like, you know, basically open air. If there is a roof over it, it just barely covers it. And there's no walls really on most of these things. Like you can, in the nicer cities in China, you can go and have a nice seafood wet market where when you walk in, all the fish are on ice and everything, but it's Mm -hmm. still open air. Right. Uh the wet market in Wuhan that they think it came from is just anim- wildlife animals of all shapes and sizes, like from bats to even domesticated animals like cats and dogs that they're basically slaughtering for food there. Like, they're they're alive in a cage. Somebody comes up and they ask, like, hey, can I have that animal? And they go and get it, they kill it, and they give the carcass to you. Well, carcass, whatever. Uh, for you to take home and quarter out and like making the meals, and so like so I can't even so that's I can't not even a, that's not a uh, practice that's known for its cleanliness. No, not at all. It's fair to say if you want to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, if well, you want to talk about food safety has... here in the United States, like any food safety officer from the United States would just absolutely shit a brick if that yeah. was here in the United States. Upton Sinclair would be writing a fucking book over there. Yeah. <laughs> um. And also, I think you have to take into account it's a fucking country of a billion people. So, of course, there's going to be shady practices when you have to feed that many people. There's yeah. going to be a black market around. Well, it's and they're know. not they're, these are all legal. Yeah. They just don't. They've always done it like this, and there's never been any rules or regulations to, to not do it. Like, they don't have factory farms over there. They don't have food processing, plant, processing plants on the level that we do. Like, it's not your average supermarket. <laughs> so, like... For instance, what happened with the swine flu and the bird flu, it was like, you know, 
animals stacked on top of each other, like different animals. And for instance, with the bird flu, the way that they have narrowed it down to where it, that one spread uh, was there was chickens caged directly on top of ferrets, which ferrets can contract the flu just like we can. They have very similar uh, respiratory tracts to us. So the way that happened was the the chicken had it. It's crapping on top of this ferret. The ferret breeds it in, and then somebody buys that ferret for food, takes it home, and gives it to their whole family, and it spreads throughout the entire apartment complex because Chinese culture, the way they build their apartment complexes, it's like, I don't know, 500 or less square feet. They're all stacked up on top of each other, and that's an entire family in 500 or less square feet. And these apartment complexes go to the freaking sky. They're yeah. like 60-story apartment complexes. Hmm. We're talking Wuhan. So would that be the place to watch? 60 million people in it. So like for panic wise, would that like would you watch places like China, like Iran that have it and that have like China have like structural problems and honestly like couldn't we and waiting to see when they start to like I feel where I started getting riot concerned about this was I feel like and I know that it doesn't it doesn't matter now so I know I'm gonna get some pushback on that but I feel like. As I was watching shit happen in Italy, that's what, like, it feels like we're at the beginning stages of that. Like, we're at the beginning stages of, because the Italian government came out and they told them, like, it's not, they tried to keep people's spirits high. They tried to keep people's morale high. They tried to keep their stock market high and told people, like, look, we're going to get it under control. People still walked around a bunch, and then like it got so fucking. Well, and like look at it right, and like that's what we're doing. Go outside right now, and there's people driving around like it's a normal day. Yesterday was the last day that Disneyland was open, and it was fucking packed because people wanted one more day. Like, yeah, we're not taking it seriously. Yeah, we're not fucking taking it seriously. Like, oh, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna go out singing. It's a so wonderful, wonderful world, or whatever <laughs> that song is. So I feel like we're very, in, we're getting closer to the point where the government has to come out and lock us down. It's gonna be interesting to see in an election year. It happened to France. France was France is locked down right now, but they're still voting um, today. I assume it's all online. I, I don't know. They said the polls were still open. So that Could was you imagine the, if we had to do that, go all online? And no one would trust we, anything. We, no, hey, because our, like, we wouldn't we, trust it. And B, we won't have the, the infrastructure the to get it done that quickly. The no. system isn't even close to set up. No. Yeah. There's no operating system for they that. They would literally have to go to the fucking American Idol people and be like, can we borrow your <laughs> voting system? <laughs> Vote on Twitter. No, no shit. <laughs> they actually Or would. they would do a hashtag. They would hashtag yeah. Mike Pence, hashtag or you know Trump or whatever. Yeah. Holy fuck. That hashtag actually, that, hashtag Trump vote Missouri. It actually could be it. And do you know how many people would be like, Twitter is fucking stealing the election? Well, I mean, half the bo- people and on Twitter are bots. I, if I was Twitter, I would be stealing the election. <laughs> Jack no Dorsey sh- has a landslide victory all of a sudden. <laughs> Everybody writes him in. Like, yeah. if this is a Facebook poll and I'm Mark Zuckerberg, I'm, I'm, I'm like making some goddamn big decisions right now. <laughs> so, I didn't say Can you I was- imagine having Zuckerberg as a president? <laughs> Can you imagine right now if you're it's just a- like Tulsi Gabbard? She, if you are wins. a doomsday prepper sitting in your fucking uh, school bus that's been camouflaged into the side of a hill, you must, like, you think you're so ahead of the curve. You're just waiting for, like, <laughs> well, they're I all fucking going, knew it. Aha! Yep. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> been making fun of me for 20 fucking years. Now, who's making fun of who now? So, but to speak to that, it is there's a, there's a large perception 
because so far the majority of the numbers are in the 80 to year like 70 to 80 year old range right still today mm-hmm. the yeah. that and so elderly and immunocompromised it, the, it, the deaths you mean right yeah, like, yeah everyone's catching it but it's only right. dangerous to them. so there's a common perception that like this is a cold and even if i do get it i will get better and that's why i think people are being so well, lax with their attitude towards yeah. it is that Everybody aged 21 to those who haven't grown up in their mid-30s are all going to, like, amazing tourist party destinations yeah, right now. But have you also noticed, too, that, like, on a ideological line, it, there, there is a difference. Republicans are less likely to be concerned, like, on a, on a like, polled yes, basis. They've, yeah. they've polled it, actually, yeah. and they do show that, like, two, two-thirds of Democrats are taking it very seriously and only like a third of republicans say they feel the same way so like so there's that means that across the age gap there is like across all of the ages like there are a lot of people that are still out and about and mm-hmm. doing whatever yeah. the fuck like it's gonna take until somebody that they know gets it before they finally lock doors up so yeah but is it gonna take it's gonna be the problem is it's not even when somebody gets it because if you and me and Frank get it, we're probably okay. Yeah, probably. There's and always there's still that slim chance. It's gonna be everybody, t- somebody everybody that we that respectively that live with. Yeah. Right. So like My, we we all live with people right around our age and or have kids. Right. Where like you know the only reason I'm not really like I really don't want this thing in my house because my wife is pregnant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My question is, is it, like pregnancy. It it it's been shown that this disease can cause pregnancy complications. Hmm. So, like, not to, like, super try to freak anybody out that has a pregnant wife or they themselves are pregnant. It's it's just you, you want to avoid it at all costs because yeah. either the, the illness is going to be terrible and, and your, your wife and your baby are going to suffer because nutrition is going to be inherently less. Right. Because it, it's it's harder to keep your nutrition high when you're sick. Yeah. Like it's just not good. No, it, it, you, it, you it's a higher likelihood that the, the that the baby could abort. Like it, it just, it's it's not good. Especially with pregnancy, you want to display an abundance of caution. Because yeah. why not? Absolutely. You don't. My, as, my question as a pregnant though, person, you don't want to be sick. Period. You don't yeah. want to catch the flu. Well, I'm exactly. Preg- and pregnant women can't take medicines the yeah. same way that we can. Take yeah. My question is so. like, let's say we want to shut down America the same way Italy does. Like we decide all schools are going to close. Oh, the po- the post office won't run. Whatever, like, how long can we stay like that before we start to run out of food? Before there's not like there's no one re- like, is, or are we going to designate like, well, truck drivers? They deliver, would have to have trucks. Truck yeah. drivers deliver they would food. Have to so have emergency trucks they'll be dropping exempt. off at community centers yeah. like a church or a uh, city hall to. or a police station. Yeah, because that would be the only way to manage it. Because if you leave people and to their own devices, again, then people with wealth will again, have that's, goods. That's if this gets to this. Level, but that is where we're, Italy is. Yeah. At. Oh yeah. Well, the That's problem though is. with the United States is that we're fucking big. A lot of people live where there's not a lot of supermarkets. Right? Well, our po- One, our population density isn't as bad as anywhere in Europe either. Yeah, that's true. But I know a lot of people that live out in the middle of nowhere where. And within an hour drive, there's only probably three places that you can actually buy groceries. Yeah. Most so of the like, Dollar Generals. Yes, and exactly. So if all it takes is like one or two supply chains being interrupted, and a lot of people I know can't find food. Without driving two hours to get it, you know, mm-hmm. or an hour. 
So like that's what's got me worried more than anything. And I'm not worried because food is actually the one thing you can still find on the shelves. Like they can't find fucking toilet paper to save your life. Yeah. Yeah. Hand sand and light bulbs, for which some is reason. stupid. Like, Fuck people. Like that's. The, hoarding a, toilet paper and sanitizer that story that I shared to you yesterday honestly, of that guy in Tennessee or Kentucky one of the two he's a retired Air Force sergeant you would think he'd be a little more like this the guy who depressed is this the guy who bought he, a ton he drove all over the place hours and hours and hours to general stores all over the rural area just buying this crap up in a U-Haul and he has like 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer in his freaking garage yeah that's a dick move cause he was He's an Amazon uh, seller, so like the uh, if you know how Amazon works, like it's not all just from uh, a factory where you're buying it from. You're not buying it directly from a company. Like it can be right. somebody that has it, and it's either new or used. Like they bought it and now they're selling it at an upcharge of what they got it. Yeah. Although yeah, you see that on Amazon, selling, like, he was selling hand sanitizer bottles, like a little bitty one, for eight bucks. Yeah, and they like so they put a stop to that, right? Because yeah, they the did anti-gouging. Yeah. Push. And, yeah. and then now that's why he has a garage full of it because he can't sell it at a gouge price. Which part of me is like good? He was gouging. people. Well, they like, need to reopen it, but but have also it at a bar, like you can't sell this for more than a ten percent profit. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, although isn't that capitalism? Like that? I mean. It's a it's yeah, a shitty but it, move, but is that any more shitty than like uh, in in a public health crisis? Yes, that's that is not. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's, but it, what's like, that? Shirelli, uh, that Martin Peter Shirelli. No, is it or Martin Shirelli? Yeah, Martin, that's a very like smug, punchable face move, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Gouging the, this is the, Martin Shirelli was the guy that gouged the epipens. Yeah, for what, like a thousand percent markup or some yeah. crazy amount. But that's but we all agree too that that asshole should be in jail for that. Like, yeah, yep. I mean, so. Uh, and not with Wu Tang albums. Fucking is it Shirley or Scarilli? I can't really. I think Scarilli. So we were talking Which about sounds, like <laughs> it's, No, it's even slimier. Like yeah. that sounds like a slimy I know. name. So we were talking about hospital beds and the amount of room we have because we're like people are like I know, I've heard stories of people getting induced like a week early because they want to get them in and out before the hospital beds get taken up. Oh, like pregnancy? Yeah, I would personally like if if my wife was. Three weeks shy of due date, get this thing out of here, get this baby out of here, so we can get home and away from sick people. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna have the worst yeah. time fucking trying to get to the hospital during a pandemic ever. You know. Yeah, I th- that's the one thing that makes me nervous, and like since we've been talking about it since the beginning, like one of my biggest concerns about the, the medical industry being overwhelmed is that like and i've talked about it a lot of times in the three years that we did the show and whatever that like stacy has bad allergic reactions to and we and to every fucking thing like uh, we've had and we're, a, and we're going right into pollen season right and we've had uh we've had a cat for six years that she's now allergic to like she was fine forever but now it gets she, worse as you age yeah and she every chemical like that's the other thing about like it. i never used to have allergies and i'm like perennially stuffed that, whenever me too like my nose is just stuffy every spring that but the other thing that sucks too is that like stacy's allergic to lysol she's allergic to pine saw she's allergic to bleach everything she's that allergic, you can clean with everything that you can clean coronavirus mm-hmm. with <laughs> um, you just have to quarantine her into one room of the house yeah. for like ten hours until the like bleach or whatever <laughs> it dissipates. Smells like Stacy Dander in here. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> um, no, that that was mean. That and not true. <laughs> she yeah. sm- she smells like a normal, reasonable person. <laughs> um, but like, so my fear though is, 
And knock on wood, it hasn't happened for a long time because I especially am vi- – I'm really vigilant with Stacy. Like, we went over to my sister's house a couple of weeks ago, and I smelled – the dogs just because like i've been i've trained myself over several fucking uh anaphylactic episodes and does she have an epipen she does have an epipen um but epipen still means you have to go to the hospital yeah and that's just a band-aid yeah yeah it's uh you might not your throat will close slower kind of thing hit this epipen get on the road right now yeah you still you still got to get to the fucking to the iv um and so and the other thing now like i guess it's not a good thing, so don't feel like I'm spoiled here. But because of the problem, like because it is an anaphylactic shock type thing, every time over the last six or seven years that this has been going on, that we walk, that we have to run into an emergency room, there can be a guy sitting there like nursing a wound in the. But like it is, we don't wait. We fucking run in because it is. You need yeah. an IV. You have to get. Yeah. It's a Benadryl and epiphedrine oh, drip. Well, it's, it's a breathing issue. Precedent. Yeah. 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 And like, people, it only takes two minutes about breathing. being in an emergency room, like an ER waiting room for hours when they have like a broken finger. Like you're going to be there a while because it's not life threatening. Right. Yeah. If yeah. anybody comes in with any sort of anaphylactic issue and you could have three in a row come in, right. you're getting pushed back. It but, sucks, but that's the yeah. way it's going to have to happen. Read, sit here and read this definition of triage because that's what then, you're But that's the thing. Speaking that... of triage, we only have, it was just over 950,000 hospital beds in the Yeah, United not States. even 100,000 or and not even a... There's not even 100,000 of those are ICUs. Yeah. I think it's like 90 something, 95, 97,000 were ICU beds. And then, Which is the, where the majority, like if we got overwhelmed, only, that's a, you know. Only 950,000, like it seems like a low number, but it's it's the only number of beds that we can staff. We don't yeah. have enough nurses and doctors to yeah. staff any more than that. Nurses and doctors are not out of work. Is like that, they're not laid they're, off. Well, right and now. they're also not immune. So what happens when they start, you know, treating people, and then inevitably well, yeah, some of them you, are going to come down the, with it. You take all the precautions, but people still get infected. Yeah, right? and there's no way. Case like, in point: Ebola. The nurse got it. She was in mop gear, like heavy. Yeah. Mop gear is like a, a a heavy biohazard suit. Yeah, is that an, is it a national guard thing at that point? Like, or if it gets not... to that point where you have to open up triage centers and gym- gymnasiums, yeah, you have to bring in the guard. Yeah. And people that are like, oh, I'm a retired EMT. Now you're a nurse. No, the one thing I'll think is interesting because we've never dealt with this modernly with the internet. That if the internet stays up during an emergency where we can't go outside, where we're quarantined, but, I've been thinking about even that where food goes nonstop. Down. Like, like it, since it was even the possibility yeah, of having but, to be locked in my house, I'm like, okay, I'm a gamer. I, it's like I was born for this. Yeah. But if the internet goes down, I'm going to go nuts. But what yeah. if the internet like, doesn't what, go what down? Reading like, a book? I, could that be the thing that keeps us from descending into chaos is that we have the internet, and when people start going hungry because of lack of food, that other people could step up and tell people where pantries are and get the word out? And, Maybe. I mean, there have been the okay. So this is obviously an unprecedented thing, and it's not even necessarily unprecedented at this scale. the The contagiousness of this thing seems to be unprecedented. I don't think its death rate. It, well, its death rate definitely isn't high enough. No. To like take out infrastructure like the internet or telecommunications, but when like, was the last time a disease like this shut down this much of the world? Like nineteen nineteen, Spanish flu. Yeah, Spanish flu. Yeah, would have been the last time. Like. So we've never dealt with it on a scale globally, where we've had the where we've had the internet. So that's what the thing that if the internet stays up, you know, I'm not I, sure it if will. things it's get death rate is not high enough. Like people will yeah. go to 
they'll deem like certain so like say if a t- if a town that the internet company happens to be in where like all the satellites are at that run all of the fiber wire out to wherever wherever that is anybody that is asymptomatic will be the ones that go to work and they'll run it on a skeleton crew yeah and they'll be every the, they'll just every corporation in there. america right now has been talking about a contingency plan on how they can run with a skeleton crew or not run at all. I mean, I know mine has. Like, I've yeah, been getting mine has. emails. We've been, we've been talking about yeah. it. I haven't gotten any emails, but what? we've been talking about two it. Out of, two out of three ain't bad, Brandon. <laughs> I, yeah, two out of three ain't bad, but you're, I'm not one of the two. Maybe They're that's like, w- oh, okay. we're still cleaning windows. Maybe, maybe that's why you're freaking <laughs> oh, I out. I hate you so much. <laughs> I love that. That's, maybe that's why you're freaking out, though, because our like to me and Jim, our companies are like sending us emails from weeks ago being like, all right, if it gets to this point, we'll do this. Your company is just crickets. I, I don't know, Like, and I've asked. Well, being a, like, so we're a scientific company. Uh, we don't have any... Uh, or I don't scratch that last one. We've had communications about it, but it's just kind of been like word of mouth. We haven't been sending emails. We're very aware of how this virus works. All of us have at least a bachelor's degree in science. You all have a bit, yeah. Yeah. See, excuse me. I think our company, or my company at least, is much more about like, well, everyone's freaking out. There's a lot of misinformation or or competing information. So they're sending out like basic like we're just going to cancel face to face meetings. They're sending you Trump emails. Well, you mean they're More essentially they're combating Trump? Yeah. Every time he talks, we get an email being like, "All right, that's not true." Yeah. <laughs> Wash your hands for twenty seconds. Don't meet. But they're face still to giving face. you. They're still giving you dumbed down advice. It, but it's practical information. But it's also just like, I mean, my company's been very proactive. We had someone cough two or three times, and they were like, "Go the fuck home. Like, yeah. just get out of here." Yeah, we had. Like, we're that was we're not going to risk sending, that because I mean, so that's the other thing is if you have an illness and your immune system is down because you had that illness, like say, like I just went through the common cold a week ago. I, I don't have any not si- have invited you here. <laughs> God damn it. Why can't I'm not you gonna just get anybody let the sick. board stay up, Brandon? But like say this thing came to the United States four weeks ago and then infected all of Missouri while I had that common cold, I'd have a higher chance of having more complications. Because my immune system is it's not compromised, but it's down further than where it would have been. It's already engaged in and yeah. complications could range anywhere from, you know, dealing with the and dealing with the virus for a week longer than what it usually does, or, you know, all the way up to I guess I'm just gonna die now. <laughs> is this more dangerous than the flu? The current flu strain? No. Last year's flu strain, yeah. Okay, so still this year the current year's flu is a higher death rate than the COVID nineteen. Okay, so if I was to get the flu today, I should feel better about it than if I have the coronavirus. No, other way around. Oh, okay. So like last year's flu was significantly less deadly than COVID nineteen, but this year's flu is more deadly by I think two percent. Okay, so and the same rules apply with that, right? Like if a like you would. The same people are in danger more so than eighty-year-olds should yes. should not get absolutely. The flu. Yeah, it's the same demographic, right? Same, same demographic. Okay, so although the, the flu has a, the flu can kill children much easier than COVID nineteen can. Right. Yeah. But the the thing with the flu is is that we can go to a hospital and we can get it taken care of because we know how to combat the flu. I mean, you can go to Walgreens and get right. the flu combat. Yeah. You know. We we have no idea how to respond to COVID nineteen. There's been two coronavirus style epidemics, and that was MERS and SARS. 
and we didn't we like we talked about making a vaccine and then it went away the the funding went away and people stopped for doing both it. of those yeah makes me feel much safer right <laughs> money rules the world man so if you get this uh more than you should be more concerned about if we go into martial law versus what happens if you get the virus. Okay, so let's talk about that. Okay. Right I, after this word I don't from trust Smith people. and Wesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I don't, like, anytime you've ever seen a police state with anything, be it a riot or an entire nation like Venezuela. I almost said Argentina. That's not, that's not the country. It's Venezuela. <laughs> Police states are not good, man. People don't people well when there's a police state. Whenever you have low access to food, people get very desperate. They will rob people, they will steal, they will kill over food. It's happened everywhere in the world anytime there's been a humanitarian crisis that causes that. Do you, yeah. do you think that's where this is headed? I really I'm I don't think the virus is deadly enough for it to be that bad, but it's not a bad idea to be prepared. Yeah. Should I go buy a gun? <laughs> if you can find one. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> I got a bug out bag next to the door. I'm sure you can fi- I'm sure you can get one delivered to your local gun shop that you have to then go. I mean, if they haven't closed them down, I know there's a couple gun uh what do they call them? Gun shows happening? Well, probably not now because over a thousand people. This is a good. There was a gun show that happened in St. Charles County like a week Although, and a half ago. Try to shut them down. A... You'll have to do it through their cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was, there was one two days ago or yesterday in St. Charles, and, they, and one dude shot himself on the parking lot. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even hear about what? that. Yeah, he didn't kill himself. I don't just... know how I didn't even where hear did, about it. Where well, did like, he it's shoot like himself? the video of the guy that. I don't know. He just discharged his it's weapon like, on the parking you lot. You know, there's, there's a handful of videos on YouTube where a guy is trying to unhold a pistol and shoot it at the target like he's John Wayne. Yeah. And he freaking shoots himself in the leg. <laughs> you know why that works in the movies? Because there's no re- there's, yeah, no, there's no real rounds. There's, yeah, there's no way to fuck it up. <laughs> you also uh, don't know what take that is. Well, like, you can so. train to do that, but you have to be a trained professional. You can't just be your regular old Joe Sixpack, go out to the gun range and yeah. try to I'm gun sure sling. the professionals don't put an actual bullet in there for quite a while. They, they practice making no. sure that they're and, pulling the trigger after well, it's and out like, of their If you look at competitive range. shooters, they don't... the like the only time the gun goes from holster to target is right at the beginning of it, and then the gun comes com- like to pistol specifically, pistol comes to chest, and then you extend back out to fire at your next target whenever you're moving. What kind of gun you getting, Brandon? What? What kind of gun you getting? I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I've got. There's I, a rifle at the Winchester. <laughs> that's where. <laughs> that's where we were fucking headed. <laughs> No, I don't think we're anywhere near complete panic yet, or even. Yeah, but you also told me not panic. to panic, and then you you got me to panic. Okay, your a- actually, your that's, average that's not true. Your I was average citizen, the whole time. your average citizen should probably be at a healthy, mild panic level. For me, that's just like kind of how I live my life. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not panicking. I'm for just you, in the need of preparedness. For you, that's a Wednesday. for everything. Yeah, I just I'm prepared for a lot of things i don't have a bunker i don't have a hundred thousand dollars worth of canned goods anywhere but you know i just i have the That's, means okay to so, be prepared within a couple hours i'm glad you said that because i wanted to uh say that before we ended the the toilet paper food in stores hoarding thing 
isn't that going to ultimately be the problem is the assholes who are out there's already people that have fought each other over (laughs) toilet paper there was a fist fight on video between two females and like uh, i think somewhere but if we all just i want to say it was ohio but i could be i'm probably wrong i don't understand why toilet paper is that like you can live without toilet paper like let's say not yeah i got a detachable shower head (laughs) Not (laughs) 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 not even Though toilet paper, like even in the case with the, the doomsday scenario that we're talking about, the martial law, police state, uh, we're out of food and people are driving from town to town, that wouldn't happen if we didn't fucking hoard the shit, right? Yeah. Like, Humans it, got a human better. Right. So we have to. If so, we, like, you know how if we when 9 11 happened and all the New Yorkers came together and they helped each other? Yeah. Learn from that. Right. Please. Yeah, because that's ultimately. Like, if you don't want the fucking stores to be... I'm not saying don't go prepare to be quarantined. You should probably prepare prepare to be quarantined because I actually... I do think I'm at the level headed. where I have three weeks of food in my house at all times. Right, but you don't need six months worth of no, food. No, yeah, absolutely Because no. then you're being a dick, and that's what makes those shelves Like, if empty. you have an entire room of your house, which used to be the guest bedroom, is now stacked from... Florida ceiling with canned goods, you're a dick. Yeah, well, and I also absolutely. hate to tell you that if if society crumbles, I doubt you're going to be able to hold up in your house for six months by yourself. Like, eventually, like people are going to have to retreat to the country, like where the, you know, because there's going to be roving gangs of marauders in the cities. Yeah, I watched, like a, I, I, I watched a lot of uh, movies. I live in a suburb, but I'm off a main road, so that sucks a little bit for me. I have other ideal locations that I'm not going to talk yeah, about. Most, <laughs> yeah, mostly. <laughs> got that spot on the woods that no one knows about. Yeah. <laughs> All I've got is the Winchester, and I still have to be at work tomorrow. <laughs> so do I, man. So We haven't called the, off yet. Although the great thing is plane tickets are really cheap. <laughs> Yeah. But it's weird walking around. Cause also, gas. Like, the one time we can't go anywhere and gas is fucking less than $2 now. It does I, seem I, My like... company works on a college campus, and it's it's weird that there's, like, next to nobody out there. I feel it's like, like a little mini ghost town in the middle of the city. I feel like with each day this week that I've driven 30 minutes to work that... I'm I, getting there quicker. I am. Because I don't have to do as much zigzagging. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there are... It seems like more and more people yeah. are getting set up to work at home. Um, or like just not driving. I wonder people if that's that gonna... are independent contractors. They own their own business or anything like that. There's, I'd I'd say at least twenty percent of those people aren't working right now. Like they I... got a nest egg enough to where they can sit on it for a minute. I'm I'm worried that the people that don't though, what the people who are deemed non-essential and are told to stay home, how long can they stay home before they can't pay their bills? Well, here's what you should worry about is people. Well, Amron's like... already suspended. What? But can you can, until it's over? Can you until tell every over. can you tell every landlord in America they like hey you're not no gonna you get... can't yeah. No. So I think that'd be a lot different. And most people rent our age. Well, and I... Well, and like, Italy, as a nation, told all of the lenders that they have to suspend payments. But then you're really just shifting the blame because now another group of people are getting hurt financially. Someone's going to have to pay for it. Well, ultimately, everybody is getting fucked Well, if it really really gets all the way down to that nitty-gritty, they're just going to have to give out food. It's not going to be you buy this. It's going to have to be the, you yeah, give it out. They're going to have yeah. to bring back that government cheese that was so fucking waxy. Yeah. I mean, I'm Spam sandwiches. I'm a person that works 100% off commission in a service industry where places have to be open for me to make commission. Yeah, you guys are mostly commercial, aren't you? Yeah. Well, no. You do a lot of houses, but it, we do. The, the, but then, the how bulk many? Of your how many people cash want? Probably comes but from how many you. people are going to keep calling? Yeah, after yeah, exactly. A while? Like because at one point, at what point am I just the contagion 
walking around. I mean, that's what I'm thinking right from now. From house to house. So many people are using Grubhub right. and uh, delivery right now, but how long until Americans start to suspect that like they can't trust the 16-year-old delivering them a pizza? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, well, like, I already you, get, you guys that. change out your, your water and your chemicals because... every time you go to a new house. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that won't trust that. Like, right. well, I mean, because if, it's if happened it's, before. Like, yeah. And they, if it's spread through the air, it get, and it's, you're an, uh, someone who carries it but doesn't show symptoms, it doesn't really, you know, you can never really tell if you're being uh, exposed to it. Someone can yeah. look perfectly healthy. They can come in with all new product, but they can still have you know, it you know, like, in their we have, saliva. We have all these, like, food safety, illness safety things set in place, but... When you go to your average subway, how often does that kid change his gloves after touching his face? Right. Yeah. right. Or wor- reaching in his pocket for his phone. I, mean, I you worked know th- at Subway. So did I. There's a study. I, yeah. I committed all those issues that I just talked about. Yeah. There's a study that uh, a study that proved that men. I was 18 once. <laughs> men only wash their hands after using the, taking a piss about half the time. Like, guilty. Yeah. Like, I, and I, when they said that, I was I like, I my hands I, now. I've, I've been guilty of that. Yeah. Because it's one of those because things Because there's that, a like, reason to wash my hands. Yeah. But prior prior to this outbreak, there's a good argument for, you know, not always washing your hands. Like, obviously, if you get crap on it or piss on it, like, go wash them. But there's a such thing as good flora, like right. good bacteria on your body. Because like, you, con- you constantly have staph although, and strep see, all I don't over feel your like, body. I don't feel like I need to wash my hands because I strike a Superman pose when I take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, here's what I will say. That is a that is true and a good point. Obviously, that like, it, but I was also listening to like doctors and scientists and whatever on the radio talking about that point because there was like a caller that called in. Well, there's there's about, no flora on your body right now that can combat this virus. Right. Well, and it that was also something that generally just like, bacteria don't compete with a virus. Even even generally, if, even if it could though, unless it could combat to such a large degree, like. That's a problem for after now to worry about. Killing the good bacteria on your hands is not a problem that, like, that's not an issue for right now. Killing coronavirus oh, and yeah, getting absolutely. rid of that Significantly is the, more important. Yeah. So, like, even if you are I'll using, go back to having a healthy flora after this is all over. Right. Even if you are using hand sanitizer. To and you know how I'm going to do it? I'm just going to go out and roll around in the dirt for a, a <laughs> right. minute. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not necessarily bad to have dirt on you. In this case, though, it's what yeah. could stick. It's what yeah. could stick to that dirt <laughs> yep. that is is the problem. And like, yeah, I I don't know. I is it uh is it a fair point to be made that like this is a really really good <laughs> lesson after this event? Uh, like at oh, some yeah. at some point this goes away. How about we finish the freaking coronavirus vaccine this time? Uh, I, not only that, but how about like we, we started one for MERS, we started one for SARS, and just tossed them in the trash. We should probably after finish both of those. Honestly, yeah. we cause... should we should probably finish uh, fixing the infrastructure of the healthcare system so that the next time something serious like or Ebola even or building like comes back, even because I don't know about you guys, but when you drive around, do you see lots that are not being used for anything that an emergency hospital could go up on? Right. No. Like. One that is not staffed, but it's maintained, right. where if a huge outbreak like this occurs, you can have emergency staff members come in and work it. Obviously, it would have to be a skeleton crew because we can barely staff our own hospitals. Right. Man, there's it's problem after problem because we can't just train a bunch of nurses and doctors to work only whenever that happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or, well, there, you know Although what? Although that's, you know what, there, that's Because there's still... a lot of private practices out there in the world. Right. 
it that also, they could all get pulled in for this. It also seems like a problem. That problem, how do we staff this, seems like a problem to have in the moment as opposed to why didn't we build this? Like, well, like, because you... You know what I mean? Because we can, you, we can outsource to other countries if we need to bring doctors in. Like... There are people in the world. But if it's global? If it's global, yes, you're right. You have issues. Um, But if it's something like SARS and MERS was, SARS being, like, strictly in China, like, they could bring American doctors in if their system Or even just other Chinese doctors from other cities. Right. Which they did. Yeah. So, like, but it's still, I think, like, the point is, or the point should be, having that availability that if something like this does happen especially in this dumb fuck anti-vaccine generation era that yeah. we that we yeah. live in where like they've been real quiet lately you notice that <laughs> yeah. i'm wondering where they stand on this yeah yeah no shit yeah. um but like you know like we live in this era where people aren't vaccinating so like and measles came back and like yep. you know if shit like that if we needed the, well, 10 million how, how long, beds was that we three, wouldn't have 3 or 4 years ago beds. the NHL had the mumps getting spread around all the locker yeah, rooms yeah which oddly enough never transferred to the NBA no that's weird isn't it because they, they share, share a lot of this, yeah. it's like 13 out of 31 NHL stadiums house an NBA team as well yeah yeah that is weird but it yeah, it just seems like there could someday be a situation where you need would need to have ten million beds because that's yeah. that's what or more, man. Right, ten million. If we get if we get to the high point that they're predicting, like forty eight plus million people in the United States getting infected, like obviously not every single one of those is going to need hospital attention right. because it, like we've been talking about, there's a lot of asymptomatic people. But man, even if fifty percent of them need it, that's 24 million people to 950,000 beds. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> like, the only thing I can do is laugh at it. Yeah, because joking is coping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it is, right? Um, Obviously, we're going to have answers for all this stuff. It might not be the greatest of answers, but we're going to do something. What do you we, mean? We've started in the right direction by limiting... Uh, the population of public gatherings and like St. Louis is limited to a thousand St. Charles County is limited to 250. I mean, no more. I mean, the sports have pretty much all been canceled. Late show yeah. hosts don't have audience yes. audiences. Yeah. Did you see when, uh, San- Dr. Sanjay Gupta went on Colbert? Yeah. I, I watched that episode uh, when Colbert reached out to shake his hand. He was just, he just gave like the, the put, <laughs> put your hands together and do like a bow thing. Yeah. <laughs> But that's really kind of what we need to do, right? Yeah. Like, we need to stop shaking hands. Social distancing. Stop sharing pins. I didn't shake you guys' hands when I walked in here today. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't gonna. And I'm gonna still make you guys wash those fucking microphones off. (laughs) You got a bag of Lysol somewhere? (laughs) Somewhere. Actually. You got that Lysol, bruh? I got it. I'm gonna start (laughs) slinging it. Have you seen that meme going around? The hand sanitizer in the baggies? The guy's walking down the street with a backpack. That's well, what that's what, what, what you need, girl. That's what the fucking dude is trying to do with the fucking garage full of hand sanitizer yeah. right now. He's just fucking sitting outside trying to sling it, but nobody's walking the mafia, by. The mafia like, needs to go break his knees. <laughs> no shit. <laughs>
Devil's Advocate Podcast is an opinion talk show and is the attempt of a few friends to have a reasonable conversation about current events without the vitriol that we've become accustomed to in today's modern political climate. The Devil's Advocate Podcast is hosted by Brandon Condit with co-hosts Franklin Everhart and Jim Hellman.